Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number six of the Conspiracy Analytica podcast. I'm your shit-stirring, fake-news-destroying host, Jordan Sather. It's been a few weeks since I did the last episode, but we're breaking the dry spell here, and instead of having an interview, I'm going to be conducting this rant solo. So in today's discussion, I want to talk with you about the concepts, which are often called fear porn, and then on the other side of that coin, we have hopium. These are two mindsets that people looking for truth often have about the world, and they sort of trick themselves into living in these fear-based illusions instead of living in reality. So hopefully after this monologue, you'll be able to identify when somebody is addicted to hopium or addicted to fear porn, and you'll be able to guard yourself against those kinds of mindsets. As always, I appreciate the support that you guys offer for the work I do. Linked under this podcast, you'll be able to find ways to donate, as well as links to the Telegram channel for Conspiracy Analytica, and a Liberty Links page where all of my video channels, websites, and a bunch of other relevant accounts will be linked. So to begin this discussion, let's first define exactly what fear porn and hopium are. Fear porn, let's start there, is basically content from influencers that act like the world is going to end. Some examples of this are FEMA camps. We're all going to get rounded up in FEMA camps. Or 5 billion people are, are all going to die from the vaccine next week. Or any kind of content really related to that. Uh, and it's not content that's rooted really in logic, but this sort of fantasy ideology, these jumps to conclusion, I guess they really are, assumptions even, that, uh, like I said, the world's going to die, that World War Three is coming, that there's no way that we can get out of this mess that we're in, and it's almost as if they're hardwired, their mindset is hardwired into thinking just bad. Like everything is pessimistic in their eyes and there's no solutions they offer. It's just a perpetual pessimistic patty, I guess they are. And then on the other side of that coin, like I said, you have the hopium. The hopium is the content that acts like the world is going to be saved and the world is going to be saved from, my gosh, a variety of different uh, things. So I could give a bunch of different examples here. I will. Some of the hopium might involve Nazara. Have you heard of that one? Nazara, or a quantum financial system. This, this magical Nazara act is going to get enacted and then save us all. We're going to get a bunch of magic money dumped into our bank accounts and the patriots behind the scenes, the white hats, they're going to activate this Nazara and save the world with it. Or you could have the medbeds. The medbeds are a, oh, that is a very strong source of hopium getting injected into the veins of many believers. The medbeds are going to get rolled out by the alliance, by the white hats, and that all of your ailments, all of your diseases are going to get magically cured by these med beds. And there's all sorts of fantastical claims being made about these, these med beds. And then the term med bed is never even described. It's never even defined what exactly med bed means or where that term comes from, right? And then uh, 
you know, a lot of hopium involves supposed stories about these white hats, these patriots behind the scenes. Now, granted, I don't doubt that there's people working within government, working within these three-letter agencies that are patriots, are trying to make the world a better place. Sure, but the hopium that's put out there by content creators about that, uh, first of all, they almost claim to have insiders, to have some source of knowledge as to what's going on behind the scenes, and you got to ask yourself, how would they know that? And why would they be being told these operations that are going going on behind the scenes to then tell the public about it? You would think that, no, there's no way they would be getting told what's going on from operations being conducted right now, right? So there's that. And then a lot of these claims, again, are very fantastical, like mass arrests are going to occur and these patriots are going to round up all the deep staters and then, oh, they're going to put Trump back in office. These influencers will go on and on about the hopium. So there's a lot of different ways that hopium can be sold to a person's audience, whether it's the Nazara, the magic money, the med beds, the, the Patriots going to save the world. The, another one is aliens coming down and saving us all. There's just, there's a lot of different ways. When you contrast hopium to the doomium or the fear porn, there seems to be a lot more, a lot more ways that hopium is sold. Fear porn is pretty easy to identify. It's when they're basically going to say we're all going to die and there's no way out. But the hopium, there's there's more. There's a variety of different ways in which they sell it. But it's all based on essentially no logic and no real evidence, no real proof for the way these stories, these hopium stories are sold to audiences. And then really both of them, though, when you have the fear porn and you have the hopium, they're both rooted in fear. Even hopium is rooted in fear. Not logic, not critical thinking, not common sense, not evidence, but fear. Fear-based, reactionary jumps to conclusion. Fear porn is, of course, rooted in fear. It's obvious. It's in the name. You can tell because it's just scare tactics being involved to sell that narrative to sell that clickbait when it comes to hopium it might not on the surface look like it's rooted in fear uh the reason why a lot of people latch on to these different narratives is because they're looking for hope they're looking for good feelings they want to feel good they want to you know they just don't want to be scared so that's why they're attaching onto these narratives but that's exactly why they're attaching onto these narratives is because they're scared is because they're fearful of where they're at or where they perceive themselves to be at or what they perceive society to be at. So that's why they attach to these narratives. It's not because that's where society or themselves actually are. It's because of their false perceptions of society. So because they have had a bunch of, uh, I guess misinformed, ignorant, we could say, narratives injected into their head, that's why they they reach for that hopium. Heck, maybe they had a bunch of fear porn injected in their heads, and then that's why they're latching on to the hopium narratives. 
maybe there's a back and forth dance going on and then they're just attaching to clickbait all across the board that's not rooted in reality. So really, it's all rooted in fear. Whether it's fake hope or fake fear that's getting injected in their heads, the hopium or the doomium, it's all rooted in fear. So you have to be aware of that to be able to realize whether the narratives that you're latching onto, that really you're wasting your time in, the illogical narratives, the clickbait narratives, um, are hopium or doomium. So aside from that, I think that was a hopefully decent introduction and you can get kind of an idea as to how emotion is used, whether it's false hope or false fear, how emotion is used by influencers really to just get clicks. It's this emotional content which gets gets people all jazzed and then more apt to click on the videos or follow the channel. And then a lot of people could be, you know, putting these emotionally driven narratives out there. A lot of influencers could be putting these emotionally driven narratives out there just for clicks, right? It's unfortunate. But uh, that's kind of the state of the truth movement on social media is that it's the Wild West. It's the Wild Wild West, and there is very little oversight, if any, and also very little self-scrutiny. So it's very easy for people to come in and gain an audience and basically make a career for themselves just uh, pumping out hopium and pumping out fear porn. And uh, one of the reasons why I am so passionate I'm so inspired to help people identify hopium and doomium and hopefully help people avoid getting sucked into these clickbait narratives is because I myself got sucked into quite a bit of both fear porn and hopium in my early phases of awakening. Uh, So I'll describe to you here a little bit about what narratives I got sucked into and what it did to me because then maybe you can see it how other people are getting sucked into it and what it might be doing to them their own mental state so my journey first started I guess getting caught up with hopium I got caught up with quite a bit of it when I first started uh waking up and really you could say somebody getting caught up with these clickbait narratives They might be initially waking up. They might have taken like one or two of the red pills, but it's definitely not the whole bottle that's being took, right? It's There's still a lot of waking up to do because if you're getting caught up with these uh, illusory narratives, then you still have have a lot to learn. So anyway, when I first started waking up, this was back in maybe 2011, we could say 2012. I first started getting caught up with the hopium. I, uh, you know, I I started moving past the mainstream ideologies, moving past what the media tells us, what college tells us, and and all of that. And when I went onto my truth-seeking journey, I think I started with Big Pharma. I started questioning the vaccine narratives, looking into fluoride, looking into hidden cancer cures, and then I quickly from there started researching the real history of the last hundred years and how in the early 20th century, the same banker oil baron families that were setting up the pharmaceutical system here in America were also controlling 
the energy companies. They helped also set up the Federal Reserve. You had the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and all of those wealthy aristocratic uh, totalitarian families really at the beginning of the uh, 20th century set up a lot of these systems that modern day America is still based upon. And man, I was terrified. I was very scared about what I was learning going through rabbit hole after rabbit hole. I mean, when my when my consciousness first started getting cracked open about 10 years ago, I was just I was so hungry for information. I was researching every single little thing I could and just going to the deep end of the deep end. I was going down that rabbit hole and it was not ending for me. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I started researching all these things and I just didn't want to stop and I started just plowing my head full of the information that we're not told by the media, that we're not taught in schools. On one hand, that was great. On the other hand, that started to really, um, I guess, destroy my early 20s-year-old brain and I was looking for any kind of happy thoughts I could, any kind of hope I could about the world. So, and I didn't have really a support system around me. Not like somebody now, how they can go onto social media, go into Facebook groups or Telegram channels and talk to other people. There, We didn't have that back then. There was not the ecosystem of awaken aware people networking with each other on social media like there is now. So back in 2011 or 12, I was basically alone. Not only was I alone family and friends around me, ostracizing themselves away from me, but also online, didn't really have anybody to talk to. So I think that's why I very easily got caught up with a lot of these hopium narratives around 2011 or 12. But ironically, funny enough, a lot of the same narratives that I got sucked into 10 years ago are a lot of the exact same narratives I'm seeing people get sucked into now. So that's, for instance, Nazara, the the so-called National Economic Security and Reformation Act. There was no quantum financial system back then. That's a newer invention. But the Nazara clickbait was pretty much around exactly as it was now 10 years ago. And even before that, the narrative hopium was out there, but I came across it back in 2011 and I was sold. I totally bought it. I thought this Nazara Act was going to get implemented any day now and fill our bank accounts with $100,000. And I, I just, I didn't understand really the bigger picture, but I believed it. I was sucked into it. I was sold. And I was thinking that Nazara was going to come. I also thought that mass arrests were going to happen any day, any week now. And you know, a bunch of white hats in the military were going to swoop in and arrest a bunch of deep staters in this, this, oh, it was going to happen one day, and that same day, the emergency broadcast system was going to go off, and there was going to be videos played all around the country, all around the world of these deep staters getting arrested. I, I was sucked into that too, and I even thought that maybe uh, extraterrestrials would play a part in it too, and there was going to be this mass disclosure of, of, uh, unveiling or uncloaking of alien ships all around the world coinciding with these deep state arrests and I mean I, I could go on with some of the crazy stuff that I bought all the way back then but again I was 21 22 years old I was so new into all this stuff I didn't have anybody around me to talk about it so I was 
I was very impressionable and I was confused. So I got sucked into this online clickbait. And back then, it wasn't on social media. Like I said, we didn't have the social media ecosystem back then. So it was mainly on blogs, blogs and websites. And there wasn't any dissent. They didn't have comment sections where you could have people in the comment sections maybe trying to, you know, wake you up to it or give you a different perspective of it. Um, the echo chamber was much more echo chambery back then, <laughs> I guess we could say. So, uh, yeah, I got caught up with a lot of the hopium. And as 2011 came and went, 2012 came and went, that whole big solar flash that I think was being sold to a lot of us in 2012 that, you know, we truly believe might happen on December 21st, 2012, something huge would happen and, you know, all of that. That came and went. 2013 came and went. And then as the weeks, months, and ended up being years went by, nothing happened that started to put me into a mental state of duress. I started to get very stressed, very scared. Oh, wow, all this stuff that was supposed to happen didn't happen. So then I quickly went into a fear porn mindset. And I started believing, oh, well, I got sold on all this crap that's never going to happen. So, so oh, it's, it's you know, the world's going to end. There's no hope. There's no way out. And I remember coming across a bunch of YouTube videos where uh, different personalities, I guess we could say different radio show hosts at the time were claiming we were going to all get rounded up in FEMA camps and... You had the, uh, I mean, some of those narratives are still going on even now, but um, you would have maybe like tanks being moved on a train from Oregon to California, and it might have just been run-of-the-mill troop and logistics movements from our military, but oh, the way those videos would get clickbaited on YouTube, and then you would have some random YouTube channel saying, oh, oh, we're all going to get rounded up in FEMA camps, and I think that was around the time of Jade Helm as well. You had the Jade Helm military exercises in uh, 2015 there in the uh, southern United States. And, oh, Jade Helm, they're they're using that as a pretext to put us all in camps. And, oh, there were so many different ways of, of fear porn and doomium that were being put out in 2014 and 15. It was, it was crazy. So, you know, I just, I go through those stories kind of nostalgic on my part, but uh, I ended up, you know, I ended up getting myself out of those fear porn mindsets in 2016, 17, and I started to really hop onto social media. That was when I first started my YouTube channel was 2017 and and doing the social media citizen journalism. Once I, once I kind of picked myself up and came to my senses and realized that, uh, you know, there's no reason to be scared, but no one's also going to come save us. We have to do this ourselves. So then I took it upon myself to get on social media and try to help people learn more things and wake up. So anyway, I go through those stories to hopefully give you an idea of why I am so passionate to help people wake up to the hopium and wake up to the fear porn and realize that they're kind of living in fantasy lands when they're looking for the false hope and the false fear and it's all really rooted in fear, and you're kind of just wasting your time. You're wasting your time with these fake emotions being pumped into your heads and this clickbait content that's really is taking you nowhere, and it's making you really apathetic. 
And I, I, you know, honestly, there could be a lot of content creators that are just putting out this hopium and doomium clickbait just for, just for clicks, just because, you know, they're desperate for content. There might not be any more motive than them just wanting some money and wanting the, uh, validation of getting views on their content they might just be addicted to dopamine and you know wanting to feel good about themselves by getting followers but honestly i would not be shocked if i were to hear or find out that there was some sort of i guess intel agency or deep state contractors that were using hopium and fear porn tactics as psychological warfare tactics because what a great way to neutralize people right what a great way into get them thinking that either there's no hopes or why bother put out all this fear porn content get people thinking there's nothing we can do to change things so they just get apathetic and neutralized and they don't you know they don't stand up they don't get involved locally they don't do anything and what a great you know what a great thing for the deep state to pump out there to neutralize people, fear porn, but also hopium. The deep state, I could see most definitely pumping out hopium type content to get people thinking that the world's already saved. So why bother? Oh, you know, Nazar is going to get implemented, so all this magic money is going to end up in my bank account next week. Or, oh, the White Hats, the Patriots, they're already conducting mass arrests. All the deep staters are already in Gitmo. What we're seeing in the White House is just a bunch of clones or CGI, so I don't have to do anything. We're, we're already going to get saved. Like I said, hopium and fear porn, while they're two sides of the same coin, they're very similar in that they're both rooted in fear, and they both, those kinds of mindsets, hopium and doomium, they both neutralize your desire, your ability your motivation to do anything in the world. So they're very dangerous. They're very dangerous. And then over time, if you go back and forth between the fear porn and the hopium and you just get so caught up with both of those, with those narratives, that can cause a lot of psychological damage as well. Cause a lot of psychological damage. It almost can be equated to a sort of like Stockholm syndrome type of dealio where you're you're scared you want some some hope you want you know you want to feel like things are getting better so you go to this content that pumps some false hope into your head or even false fear but over time that hopium doesn't happen those claims you're listening to don't happen so you get scared again so oh then you look for hope again so you get you go back to that content and then you get this kind of superficial short-term hope injected into your head and that doesn't happen so you get scared again and then you go back to the content right so it becomes this just like self-fulfilling prophecy it's this wheel you get sucked into that doesn't change anything and really again it can wreck you mentally in the long run as well it did for me for a few years there i was you know in a in a state of like I said, stress, duress, terror even because of this sort of fear porn and hopium type content. So I think that's about it. Uh, I hope you can sort of understand now 
what hopium and what fear porn type of content are. Um, the kinds of influencers that promote it, I think, are just doing it mainly for for clicks and for their own self-validation. They just want to put content out there so they can get some followers and feel good about themselves. And again, I would not doubt if maybe here and there you had some disinformation nodes, some personalities, or some even um, uh, platforms, groups, or websites that are devoted to putting out this kind of clickbait because they're assets, they're paid to do it, or they're tasked to do it. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt if there was something deeper there when it comes to certain platforms or individuals. But uh, just in the long run, in the big picture, really it's neutralizing. It's very neutralizing to people. Fear porn or hopium can make people very apathetic. And then it can also cause mental distress, mental ill health from it as well. So that's the reason why I wanted to make this podcast, record this here. And that's a reason why I'm so passionate to warn people about it on social media and warn people about various influencers who I feel like are pumping out a lot of hopium is because I don't want people to get grifted. I don't want people to lose their money. I don't want people to be scared, be terrified. I don't want people to have uh, ill health mentally from this sort of stuff. And I don't want people to be um, apathetic and neutralized from this content too because Lord knows we're in a very dire situation in this country and we need to uh, we need to have common sense. We need to have critical thinking. We can't be, uh, you know, one one phrase that I love that I say all the time is that it's good to have an open mind, but you don't want to be so open-minded that your brains fall out, right? So, yes, we need to be open-minded, but we also need to be grounded in reality. And by being more grounded in reality, by looking at the state of things with more critical thinking, more common sense, and not letting ourselves be grifted, not letting the grifty, shysty influencers out there manipulate their audiences. You know, we kind of have to have a spine on social media. We can't just think that, oh, everybody is on the same team. Oh, if they talk about the deep state, that means they're a patriot. No, no, no. Some people do what's called virtue signaling. It looks like, on the surface, they might look like a freedom fighter. They might look like a truth teller, but... You can't jump to conclusions about somebody's intentions. You you don't, you know, they could really be doing it just to make themselves look good, virtue signaling, or just to get money, right? You don't want to jump to conclusions about their intentions and think that somebody is on your side, on your team, just because they say a few things that really makes you feel good inside to hear. Let's not be gullible. That's one reason we're in this mess is because a lot of us, we were gullible for far too long. So anyway, I think that's good from a monologue here. You get why I'm doing this. You get what fear porn and hopium are now. And you get that we cannot let ourselves be gullible and be neutralized because the times we're in right now are far too important to waste. We are at that turning point in our, not just country, but society where we cannot afford to waste time, waste money, and let ourselves go to waste because we have a fight 
we need to stay uh, stay primed for, stay at top level for. So thank you guys for listening. Again, I appreciate your support for this podcast, for the work I do. You can find links to the Conspiracy Analytica Telegram down below. Find links on how to donate and support down below as well. And I'll have some... Uh, we won't go another couple weeks without another show. I'll have uh, another one coming out this next week. First week of 2022 here. Right now, it's New Year's, the very first day of 2022. And I think this next year... We got some work to do. We got plenty of work to do, but I think 2022 is going to be a whole lot better than 2021, and we're going to make it that way. We're going to make it happen. Nobody is going to save us but us. We are the ones we've been waiting for, so it's time to act like it. That's all, folks. I appreciate you.